Comic Book Characters is an uncensored podcast. You can follow the Comic Book Characters podcast on Facebook at facebook.com forward slash Neil Before Pod. We're also on Twitter at Twitter handle CB Characters, and you can also email us at cbcharacters at gmail.com. Hey guys, how's it going? You're listening to a brand new episode of Comic Book Characters. This week, we got a couple of big trailers to talk about and quite a few other things because this is the show of the most takes that you will find out there. Just take after take. We really don't stop. Um, we just kind of, you know, record this every week. But generally, even after we stop recording, we just keep going because we can't stop talking about this stuff. But um, as usual, I'm joined by my co-host, Al. How's it going, man? What's up? Take, 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 take. Keep it going. Uh, so, dude, I mean, it's, it seems like every time we stop recording, like something kind of big comes out. <laughs> yeah. And I think it was like maybe even... An hour or a couple hours after we stopped that the Star Wars trailer hit? Yeah. The trailer, Uh, right? The trailer of the year, probably. The trailer that everyone's losing their shit over. Um, There's actually a guy who works in my office who legit cried when when he saw it. I I know of a handful of people that legit cried. So, I mean... Yeah, but this guy cried at the office. Oh, at at work. You You can't cry at work. You can't cry at work, you especially. You cannot cry at work. Also, if you get if you get caught crying at work, like come up with a better story, man. Like, oh, I just got some, you know, some bad news, something like that. Yeah. Not, I just watched the Star Wars trailer. Yeah, that's. Uh, I mean, you know, feel how you want to feel, and I'm all about embracing the nerd nerddom, but you you can't cry at work. Just can't you, do it. You really, you really can't, uh, especially when it's a Star Wars trailer. But uh, he, uh, th- this guy's a big nerd. He also cried when Leonard Nimoy died. So, well, um, yeah, you know, and he, you know, I guess it's, it's, uh, you know, for people who kind of grew up in that era, because he's, he's an older guy, mm-hmm. uh, you know, Star Wars, when it came out, you know, I think you and I can certainly appreciate how, you know, how good Star Wars was. But I think the yeah. people that really lived through that era uh, appreciate it even more <laughs> because it really, it really was just so revolutionary for its time, uh, and still holds up today. Really, yeah, it uh, really does. Those first three movies, the first, yeah, the... Um, right, the first three, so uh, four, I five, guess, and that six, came out. right, exactly. Um, so to see a trailer that really is like a beautiful homage to that, to that, to those first three movies, you got Luke, Luke's uh, voice narrating it. You got you know the way it's kind of shot almost looks a little bit like um you know that first shot of that kind of like long sweeping uh vista of um what looks like i don't know like a destroyed what, what is that super, like superstar or, destroyer yeah superstar destroyer um it, it it has kind of the feel and and the mood and the vibe of those first three movies and then of course you have harrison ford in full-on han solo han solo outfit gear and Chewbacca, who we believe is Chewbacca. I don't know. It could be I, the son of Chewbacca. I have no idea. But uh, I think it's no. I think that's Chewbacca. Uh, Wookiees age more slowly, or they live longer. So I, I guess they, you know, because I was actually I'm glad. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> yeah. Uh, you know, nerd time out. Um, th- that was a question that was posted on a couple of different Facebook groups that I that I belong to. And um, you know they're like, why isn't why doesn't Chewbacca have any gray hairs? And my yeah. my response continuously to that was Chewbacca ain't got time for that shit. 
Nice. But did, the, did you get a lot of likes? I did. I did. Nice. Um, but no, seriously, I think they they live longer or their lifespan is longer. So, uh, you know, so Wookies don't age as quickly. Do you think a gray Chewbacca would have been cool or just sad? Uh, no, it would have been cool. I mean, it would I would have been down for that too if that's the route they wanted to go. Um, what about salt and pepper Chewbacca? That see, that's that's the money. That's the money bucket yeah. right there. Right, right. That that's really probably where they should have went. Just a little bit of pepper, little Clooney, little yep, little exactly. bit of Clooney Wookie there. That would have been that would have been good times. Would have been a very distinguished look, I think, for Chewbacca. Oh yeah, I mean that that dude's already distinguished. He's, right. he's got the bandolier. You right. know, you throw some salt and pepper in there, and it's just like, watch out, ladies. <laughs> yeah. Watch out, lady so, Chewbacca's, lady Wookies. <laughs> so we got a little, quite a bit of. Uh, Quite a bit of stuff in this trailer, like some really cool action scenes. Uh, we get a little bit more information on the one character that seemed to, to I guess, get the most attention when Polarize the first trailer came out. The, yeah, uh, the 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 black stormtrooper. Which uh, anyway, pe- people went. Some people went nuts. Obviously, some very close-minded people who, who just couldn't believe that there would be a black stormtrooper. But in this trailer, you see him again in the stormtrooper outfit, but you see him also in regular clothes. Yeah. So that kind of begs the question: Does he, does he then, you know, infiltrate the stormtrooper unit and like maybe gets a, a stormtrooper outfit, or is it the opposite I, where he starts off as a stormtrooper and then turns into a good guy? And we talked about this. <clears throat> pardon me. We talked about this off air, and you brought up a good point because um, earlier we had talked about, you know, is it just a guy that possibly, you know, infiltrates the stormtrooper group and and you know gets one of their uniforms. But you said, what if it's the other way around? What if he starts off as a stormtrooper and then is like, oh, this is, I'm killing innocent people or whatever, and like, this sucks. Right. And, and then decides to turn over, and, and that's his character arc. Well, that, that sounds great. Like, that actually sounds better than the other thing, and I, I hope that that's the case. I mean, I guess we'll see. Uh, the other the, the other thing I just thought that about. That would be kind of cool, right? Oh, yeah, go ahead. I'll let you finish your point, but no, no, I'm gonna, no, yeah. I wanted to say uh, something I just think about it's that. funny that people had. Yeah, well, uh, this is one last little point. Um, yeah, that you know, pe- going back to the fact that people had a had trouble believing that there would be a black stormtrooper. This is the same universe that has Yoda and Wookies and Ewoks. <laughs> Somehow that's all cool. That's no problem there. <laughs> but race equality within their military force is just off the table. I just think that's really it funny. Was- Oh, it was the dumbest controversy of all time. Uh, but, you know, only eclipsed by the uh, lightsaber uh, with the, what are they called? The hilts or what the fuck were yeah, they the called? Yeah, the little hilt. Yeah, the hilt. Yeah, uh, which uh, also makes a, a brief appearance in this trailer. Um, but, uh, oh, and I lost my train of thought. Oh, no, no. Ah, uh, fuck. Oh, you know what I was going to say? Um, that I'm trying to think back in the Star Wars universe. Do we really have, besides Darth Vader, is there really a character that we see go from good to bad or bad to good? Um, <clears throat> Lando Carissian kind of jumps back and forth a little bit. Um, yeah. You know, he's he shows up as a good guy, friend of Han. Then he kind of turns everyone over for the protection of the Cloud City folk. Right. Uh, and then he comes back onto the good side, you know. Uh, and Han himself is kind of a nuanced character. I mean, yeah. he's, he's obviously, you know, he's on the good guy side, but he's also kind of... In business for himself. Yeah, a little uh, morally gray in the gray area. But that's, you know, and that's the thing. Here's the other thing. Watching this trailer. Now, it's just a trailer, right? We've only, it's just two minutes of the film. But 
looking at this trailer and what J.J. Abrams has done, kind of like how you were saying your coworker friend who's a little older and probably actually grew up with these Star Wars films, the original three, original trilogy. Right. When you take this new trailer and then compare it to the three films that came out in the 2000s, yeah. It really shines a light on just what a shit show that was. Uh, yeah. Even though it's I mean, just a trailer, but it's just like this has the essence of what Star Wars is in a way that those other three films, I feel, just did not at all. Yeah, and let's be honest. I mean, if you encountered Jar Jar Binks, you would you would immediately go to the dark side. I mean, there's no... There's no real question there. Yeah, I would just be like, wait, wait, who's this guy for? I'm on the I'm on the opposite. Can I kill him? Yeah. What, what's the side that kills <laughs> this guy? Yeah, exactly. What's the side where it's you know morally okay for me to murder this guy? Um, so yeah, I'm you know it's whatever. I just hope we can kind of forget about those movies. But J.J. Uh, Abrams, he uh, he did some cool stuff with Star Trek. So we'll see what he can do with Star Wars. Um, he seems to be like the guy who takes this, you know, kind of like sacred <laughs> nerd text and, uh, you know, puts his own spin on it. But by at the same time, really being loyal to, you know, whatever the... The source material. Kind of yeah. source, though not so much with Star Trek, which we might get into later. But um, we'll see what he does with this. This is obviously not really... This is not taking a storyline that's already out there. He's kind of, you know, doing his own thing. It's not like they're remaking the first three movies. Right. Um, they're just kind of so it's molding. really more about yeah it's really more about just getting the look right the pace right and uh getting these you know characters that we've seen before right also um but it helps when you got a guy like harrison ford in there because you know he is you know, he's, he just is that character he was so. my you know he's the best part in my opinion the best part of the original trilogy and that's no question that's yeah. something that was severely lacking in the the middle trilogy i guess the middle trilogy or no the the uh, prequel yeah, trilogy, mean, prequel right. trilogy, like there was no character that as a regular person you could really relate to in any of those films. And, yeah, you're totally right. You're totally and, right. And, 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 and yeah. now that we know for a fact that Han Solo, I mean, we've known for a while, but that Han Solo is going to be in these films, or at least in this film, that right there has already um, adjusted my expectation, and I'm, I'm, you know, expecting something much better just right off the bat because now you have a. Uh, just a regular guy character that was, you know, fun to watch. And like you said, his character arc was really good in the, in the original trilogy. So, yeah. And I, you know, I always talk about how I think Iron Man was the movie that kind of brought, brought comic book movies back, or at least Marvel back. Definitely. Um, after like a run of just some pretty bad ones. Uh, and, and to me, that, that character is very much kind of like a Han Solo character. Um, yeah. You know, with, has has that humor also is kind of in that gray area where he's a good guy but also kind of a dick. <laughs> um, anyway, uh, couple you, of, you mentioned something off the. Oh, go ahead. I'll let you finish that. No, I was going to say a couple of a couple of things I liked uh, with that with the trailer that was released. Um, the there's a stormtrooper. I don't know if they're a stormtrooper or what, but they're like a imperial guard where they have like a cape but uh, the this this stormtrooper is like very shiny kind of looks like mm-hmm. destro from gi joe uh, right. for anyone that's a fan of gi joe um and i don't know who that character is but that's awesome i mean yeah i'm just like i want to see more of that let's bring right. that onto the table i, I don't know there's I like just the a dark lot vader of... mask the like oh there was all dark vader mask yeah it was good times 
There's a lot of good stuff cool. in this trailer. I like the way that the action scenes are shot. Um, they just look, they look really cool. And like, I, I don't know. I'm, I'm just, I'm excited for it. Um, legitimately excited for it. I'm, I'm, I'm curious to see what, what, what kind of story they tell. And it's, it's kind of cool to like, cause with the first three, you always knew that at the end, this character was going to become Darth Vader. But now we're at a point where, unless you're just a giant star Wars nerd who like just knows everything about what's, what's going to happen. Right. Um, it's just kind of a new frontier where like, you just don't really know what's going to happen, uh, at least from my perspective. So that's kind of cool. Yeah. Um, but you mentioned something off the air about how Star Wars being owned by Disney. Now, oh, right. Or, you know, <laughs> there could be some potential yep. for uh, maybe some, maybe <laughs> All some right. crossover. That's my breaking news sound. Oh, okay. Breaking news bulletin? <laughs> Possible. Like, I mean, you yeah. know, we one thing we have shown, other than the fact that we have the most stakes, all right, which is right. qualified by us, most right. stakes. Um, I feel like a lot of times we, we will cover things in a podcast, and then a week or two later, lo and behold, yeah, that's what happens. <laughs> now, right. you know, we're not like insiders. We're not claiming to have some kind of you know, uh, pipeline to information. We just kind of, I honestly feel just what, me, we're just getting lucky. Um, but I thought about something earlier today and that's Disney. Disney owns Marvel, Marvel studios, Disney owns star Wars. Mm-hmm. They just recently launched an entire series of star Wars comics under the Marvel logo. Like, I mean like a shit ton of them. Right. What if somewhere down the line we get Star Wars and Marvel Cinematic Universe into one universe or into some kind of cross crossover film? That would be so cool. I mean, as much as this Star Wars movie is going to break all sorts of records and Avengers Age of Ultron is going to break all sorts of records, if if you could somehow manage a film that logistically puts those two sets of characters into the same thing. <laughs> I mean, right. they can't print enough money for that. That would be insane. Yeah. Like I almost feel like we're kind of headed there eventually. Right. Like, I don't know how many years it would take, but you got to think at one point, they're just going to like put all the chips in the middle of the table and just be like every property we have, we're just putting it into a giant blender and just putting it into a movie. Yeah. I'm just like, we're not going to make any more, uh, you know, action film. That'll probably be the last summer blockbuster of all time. Like whatever that movie <laughs> is, that movie will come out and then they'll just, they'll just shut it down because no, it'll make $5 billion and then that'll be it. Um, yeah. Though I was also thinking if you, you know, if you do kill off Han Solo, which I've heard some people like some rumors out there, this is not anything official, but just people wondering, you know, like having Han Solo in star Wars, like he's already kind of an older dude. Like, do you really keep him going? after this movie um you know you could so easily just put star lord right into that or yeah into that role right <laughs> i mean that's and that's what i was thinking too i was thinking that the guardians of the galaxy characters they would fit right in i oh, mean per- yeah perfectly like yoda and groot or i guess i guess yoda's dead right so but you know Yoda with Jace character and Groot, yeah. like, or even Chewbacca and Groot. I mean, or you know, I am Groot. I like know, that was, right. <laughs> like, there's so much R two D two and C three PO and Rocket. 
Imagine yeah. that. Just I, yeah, how funny would it be? If they just have like a bar scene where like you have the Guardians oh, of the Galaxy guys just sitting at a booth, just you know, at, just, just kind of like over just there at the cantina. Oh my god! <laughs> yeah, <laughs> see, like I just I'm not. We're not saying this is going to happen, okay? But the more you think about it, the more it makes sense. And you have Disney's about one thing: it's making money. <laughs> oh yeah. And I don't know if there's a more lucrative opportunity than a Star Wars Marvel crossover somewhere down the line. I mean, yeah, this could be ten years from now, but. Uh, yeah, I mean, I, I could see it potentially happening once Star Wars just feels like it's run out of juice, you know, uh, which might never happen. I don't know. But um, once it gets to the point where it feels like it's told the whole story, um, then, yeah, I mean, especially like the kind of cosmic Marvel universe, like you could easily incorporate some of that stuff into the Star Wars Definitely. world. Uh, the other thing, uh, and I mean, so listeners out there in the CBC universe, if you want to comment on the thread uh, where this po- podcast goes up, you know, what what two or two groups of characters from, from Marvel and from Star Wars would you like to see interact? I'm curious to see what other people's takes. Like, I, you know, like we said, Rocket and C-3PO and R2-D2, you know, Groot and Chewbacca, so on. What, you know, what characters do you want to see interact in a possible Star Wars Marvel crossover film? I kind of want to see a Bubba Fett Darkhawk battle. <sighs> oh, Jesus Christ. Did you know I was a Darkhawk fan? Oh, man, I had no idea. Uh, they kind of look the same. Like that <laughs> mask is very similar. A little bit, yeah, I guess. Yeah. Uh, one is a universally feared bounty hunter, and the other guy... Is, is Dark Hawk. Is Dark Hawk. Um, <laughs> but, okay, well, Star Wars... I mean, did you have any other uh, final thoughts on the Star Wars trailer? I don't, no. Uh, though I'm, I'm excited about it. And, oh, I did want to give you credit because uh, that little bot that I thought was R2-D2 from the first trailer is definitely not R2-D2. So. Yeah, you know what? Actually, a quick tangent on that. I think that robot's name, or droid... I don't want to get anyone yeah. offended here. Droid, not robot. Right. Yeah, true. Uh, is is B as in boy? Eighty eight is his name or her? Whatever. Okay. I don't know if they have gender. I'm sure they don't. But uh, it's B eighty eight is the name of that droid, and that's a practical effect apparently in the movie. Like that's they actually built this robot or this oh, droid. Yeah. It's like a real thing. I, it's not even a I CGI. Know effect. That's so cool. Yeah. Like that's we live in the cool. future. Okay, we have droids. But also, I think I think that's like J.J. Abrams acknowledging the fact that what made those later those like most recent Star Wars movies so bad is that they they really used CGI as a crutch in those movies. Right, and the they over just, reliance they on CGI overused it to mm-hmm. the point where it was just it took you out of the movie. It was so distracting. CGI was really good in some cases, but in other cases, it actually looked kind of bad. Yeah, um, it's very. It really took you out of the moment. Yeah. Uh, but I'm also happy to see not so much lens flare from J.J. Abrams, <laughs> uh, which if you guys remember from Star Trek, oh, it dude. just looked like there was a light shining in your face the just entire time. All the time. time. Uh, it's like... Which was a cool effect, actually. I like that effect, but uh, he, even he admitted that he overused it in Star Trek, so uh, I'm, <laughs> I'm glad to see that it's uh, at least not in this trailer. He loves he loves him some lens flare, that's for sure. Um, but yeah, it looks, like, it looks like he balanced, uh, based off the trailer, the the kind of old style cinematography from mm-hmm. the original trilogy uh, with some more modern cinematography type techniques uh, in this film. And it looks like they've blended kind of pretty well together, all things considered. It really does. And he's, he's just the, uh, the perfect kind of guy to do that. Cause he's, he's kind of proven already that he can do it with Star Trek. And uh, mm-hmm. 
you know, it helps when you just have a guy who's kind of a fan, even though I think he did say that he wasn't so much of a, I think he said he wasn't so much of a Star Trek fan, if right. I'm not mistaken. Right. Um, but he is a huge Star Wars fan, so, um, yeah, I think I think it's in good hands. I mean, it's just a trailer at this point, but it looks it looks really promising. Yeah, yeah. I mean, for the most part, I would argue that this trailer already looks better than anything in in the uh, prequel trilogy that is that I saw. Although the pod race was pretty cool. Uh, yeah, cool, I mean those. But... Yeah, those movies. I think those three movies you could probably find enough cool stuff to make like one solid movie. <laughs> I thought you but, were gonna uh, say. I thought you were gonna say you could find enough cool stuff to equal a two minute trailer. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I don't know. Maybe not. Uh, um, but anyway, dude, let's talk about yeah. the other big trailer that the came other out. One. Um, the and other this one. one was really a leak because it wasn't supposed to come out this early. Right. But because it was released in kind of grainy footage. Um, DC decided to do what Marvel did with the Avengers trailer, which is, okay, if this thing's already out there, let's at least give it to the people in crisp HD quality mm-hmm. so that they can actually see it instead of waiting for it. We're, of course, talking um, about Batman versus Superman. That's Dawn right. Sorry of Justice. That. Oh, nicely done. Um, it has some... It ha- it's very... There, there's, some, there's some great visuals in this trailer, but it's mostly... Narration. Well, I shouldn't say mostly, but but you, there's narration throughout the whole thing, so we thought we'd play you um, the trailer. So let's go ahead and do that now. Is it really surprising that the most powerful man in the world should be a figure of controversy? We, as a population on this planet, have been looking for a savior. savior. We're talking about a alien whose very existence... They are not telling us the truth. ...challenges our own sense of priority... Our planet. ...in the universe. Human beings have a horrible track record of... Tragic. ...following people with great power. Power corrupts. And absolute power corrupts. Absolutely. Chaos. Maybe he's just a guy trying to do the right no, thing. We know better now, don't we? Devils don't come from hell beneath us. They brought their warrior. No, they come from the sky. The world has been so caught up with what he can do that no one has asked what he should do. That's how it starts. The fever. The rage. The feeling of powerlessness. That turns good men All right, man. Um, wow, it sounds really intense. it sounds really intense when you just listen to the audio like that. Um, it really is. Um, 
Do you want to do? Because we we were planning on doing a bit of an impression off here. Do you want to do that now? Let's do that. Yeah, let's do that now. Since uh, you know, it just played it so the audience has it fresh in their minds. And what I thought. All right, there we go. We would do for this. this, Yeah. This version of the Shawnery is uh, we're going to take a stab at the uh, the uh, Batman line at the end of that trailer there, (laughs) when he's talking to Superman. I'm sure everyone that's listening to this podcast has already seen the trailer. But it's it's Superman's up in the air and Batman's looking up at him and he kind of he kind of calls to him or says this these lines uh, from a distance, which is a callback to uh, an actual panel from the Batman vs Superman comic book. Yeah, from the Dark Knight, uh, Dark Frank Knight. Miller comic. It, yeah, it's uh, it's it's very reminiscent of that and that's cool. And Snyder, you know, having done Watchmen, is is good about being able to translate literal panels from comics into a film uh he he's shown it a depth skill at that but we'll go into more into that in just a minute let's go ahead and do that impression off and All right, do you want to go first or do you <clears throat> want me to go first um i, I guess i can go first <clears throat> okay you ready yeah uh fuck i feel like i'm gonna suck at this all right pressure's on here we go tell me <laughs> Oh, God, that was bad. <laughs> Start over. Hold on. Good. Hold on. Yeah. Tell me, do you bleed? You will. All oh, right, man. God. That, no, that was not great. That wasn't, that wasn't bad. That wasn't bad. Yeah. All right. It was not bad. All right. <clears throat> Tell me, do you bleed? You will. You sound, you sounded like you were out of breath there. Like, <laughs> you're just like, hold on, let me let me catch my breath real quick. Uh, oof. You will. Yeah. All right, you, want, uh, okay. you, want, you want to try uh, one more time? All right. I feel like, I don't know. I, <laughs> this is going to be a tough one to judge because yeah. <laughs> it's just us doing like, deep points. <laughs> just, all, right. all right. Tell me, do you bleed? You will. <laughs> Man, that pause in between the, uh, the, the uh, question and the answer. Very yeah. very well done. Um, all Thanks, right. man. <clears throat> Tell me, do you bleed? You will. <laughs> I don't know. They all sound the same to me. That was pretty good. Um, um, but No, so- no, I like that. Okay, like CBC uh, Universe, it's up to you guys and gals out there. Go ahead and vote. See, see which I almost feel like we were, yeah, it we were doing like a Christian Bale Batman. It was. It was. It was. It's, it's also kind of hard because like his voice in that in that little bit is like it's I don't digi- know, it's, it's, it's digitized. Like a, it's digitized. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's, it's hard to do it's, that it's, robot voice. You can't. Uh, yeah, you can't do the robot part. By the way, is that? I mean, we don't know because it's just the trailer. But do you assume that that is that scene is the first time they encounter each other in the movie, Superman and Batman? Um. Well, you know, based on the previous podcast that we did, where you asked me how. Yeah, that's how, what I'm getting at. <laughs> uh, I'm gonna say yeah. I mean, that actually, that I guess that's the first time that they meet. Although you know so, what, it might yeah. not be because. I don't know if bat because in the in the trailer he's wearing like this bat armor like this helmet yeah, thing with glowing eyes. Yeah, so he knows eyes. he's gonna be fighting him. 
So, I, you know, I th- maybe that's their second encounter, because I have a feeling the first time he's not going to be that ready for whatever Or happens. Or, like, he just knows enough about him. I mean, all you got to do is just read the papers. Possibly, right? I mean, yeah, yeah. There you go. Could be. Possibly. Hashtag possibly. Possibly. How do you even write that? <laughs> uh, like, lie? Like, liar at the end? Yeah, possibly. Like, li- like telling yeah. a lie? Um, so, a lot of nerds are not too happy with this trailer. And I think you join them in your uh, um, and their commander displeasure. in arms. Uh, yeah, give well, me a little taste as to why you're not too excited about this film. Um, well, it all boils down to the relationship between Superman and Batman. Okay, in, in com in the comic book universe, they are best friends. I mean, they they literally right. are best friends with you know in real time continuity, decades of friendship. But even within Would the comic. Could- you know. Would you call them super friends? <laughs> yes, they are certainly super friends. Um, and and the, the, what it boils down to is these are two guys who want to make the world a better place. They are good people. They are fighting right. for justice. But they have different ideologies as to how they want to go about completing that task. And what ends up happening in the comic book, in the Frank Miller comic book, is it plays very in a very nuanced way plays on that friendship and how those ideologies differ and ultimately what makes them come to blows in the movie trailer now granted this is just the first trailer and we're more than a year away from the film actually coming out but it looks like the way they're going to frame batman and superman is there's just straight up enemies there's there's no friendship component they're 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 very uh, uh, weary of one another in that mm-hmm. sense, and they treat each other like, you know, like enemies. So I think you lose that entire dynamic, which is what made the Batman versus Superman story so iconic to begin with. Right. Um, it's not that they're just fighting for the sake of fighting. It's like there's there's a lot of pathos there there's a lot of mythology and and canon of story that built all that stuff up and it's like you know and i kind of feel like Zack snyder is is kind of does this sometimes he's just like "Ah, i don't got time for that let's have him fight let's have him punch 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 right and and i'm sure the action scenes are going to be amazing and and they're going to look great um but i think ultimately it's it's going to be hollow in a way and i think that's what a lot of the the Batman Superman fans are, are, uh, you know, that's what they are worried about or concerned about. Yeah, that makes sense though. To be fair. I mean, it's not like, <clears throat> it's not like the actual, cause I, I don't know that that doesn't seem like really a critique of the trailer because we've known that they're going to be fighting each other in this movie. So there hasn't been a movie that builds up the fact that they're friends. Right. So like we've known that going in, like that's not a new thing. It's not like just because after we watch this trailer, we're all like, oh, wait, they're not friends at first? What the fuck? Like, we all knew that that was going to happen, right? I guess. I mean, I think you're right. But at the same time, seeing the trailer, since this is the first, you know, um, right. official authentication of, of, of what the movie's going to be about. Yeah. The fact that... Kind of drives it home. That that friendship component is completely lacking, yeah, drives it home. And so I think it's just really opening people's eyes to like, okay, yeah, we're not getting we're not getting the film that is nuanced and shows their relationship, you know. 
Though you got, I mean, you got to admit that's kind of a hard thing to build in the course of just one ah, movie. But know? I, but I gave you Exhibit A. Right. Marvel's doing Civil War uh, in right. a, in a right. year from now, and that's going to be you know Steve versus Tony. And what has Marvel done? They've established these characters for the last five, six, seven years. And granted, oh, I completely agree. They're not, yeah. they're not buddy buddy necessarily, but we've definitely established a relationship between the two. And we've seen them work together and help each other out. Well, but also Marvel had a, a long, a very deliberate long-term plan for these characters, whereas DC never really set out to do that. I mean, yeah. DC really just started doing it because Marvel was doing it. <laughs> so, you know, they're just kind of are catching up. And, like, so they never set out, you know, if if, if they really did set out to, to tell this story correctly, like Batman and Superman would have already met at some point. But, you know, they've already made... Geez, how many Superman movies now? Well, at least with the new guy, one. But, you know, three Batman movies. I mean, yeah. they've already spent a lot of time with these characters, um, you know, for them to, to try to make another movie where it's just... I mean, I, I suppose they could have done a movie that's like Batman and Superman team up to, like, fuck shit up, you know, or like the Justice League or some shit. But, yeah, um, yeah, I don't know. I don't know. I mean, DC just kind of looks like they're... They're not as proactive. Like they're just kind of reacting to whatever Marvel does, and they're like, "All right, we'll do." Because you know, I mean, in similar. hindsight, I mean, with the the Nolan films, you could have peppered in Superman stuff in there, like, like not necessarily have, but maybe reference him, or maybe maybe Bruce Wayne meets Clark Kent somewhere. Like right. they definitely, I mean, obviously, what happened is they didn't have the foresight to think this through the way that Marvel did. And that's not a slight against, I'm not trying to be a Marvel fanboy. I, I equally am a fan of both publishers, yeah, but no, but I think you're right. I mean, I think even just looking at it, um, objectively that that's clearly the case. I mean, yeah. DC just has not built this up. And, the and, and they're, Marvel. they're playing catch up. Like you said, and I'm look, I'm going to see the movie no matter what, like right. I'm going to, I, in fact, I'll go into a little story in just a minute as to how I even saw the trailer for the first time. But, um, I'm going to see the movie no matter what, whether it's good, bad, annoying, obnoxious, aggravating, all of the above. If it's amazing, even better. Um, but I think they're, the DC's doing themselves a little bit of a disservice because they didn't have the foresight. Now, they can't do anything about it now. Um, they've already got that ball rolling. I just hope that, you know, and that's that was a critique of Zack Snyder's Man of Steel as well, is that it lacked a lot of heart. It lacked, which is crazy, because, like, that's all Superman is. <laughs> right. Like, you know, it's like, I don't know, it's like taking, um, you know, it's like taking the snarkiness out of Tony Stark and just like, okay, here's Tony Stark, but he's not snarky. He's not drunk. Yeah, you know, just like this brooding guy. Enjoy, enjoy Iron Man. It's like, wait, wait, what are you doing? That's not the character. So, you know, I at the end of the day, I'm gonna go on record and say this. Uh, I have nothing against Zack Snyder personally, but I kind of feel like he's not the right guy to be doing these films. Uh, uh, That's a strong take. I mean, that's what we're here for, right? We're here for for these uh, just incredibly, (laughs) incredibly. Incredibly strong takes. Um, Sorry, I couldn't get through that. Um, But, uh, you know, there are a couple other things I wanted to mention. I think uh, Zack Snyder is, like, a very strong 
visual director. Mm-hmm. I think he's shown that he can, you know, he can pull off just really gorgeous looking movies. And I think this movie looks really cool. I think the Batman costume is awesome. Yeah. Uh, I think Affleck, um, outside of, you know, w- what he does as an actor in this role, um, looks really imposing in that Batman costume. Also looks um, like Bruce Wayne. Like Also looks like Bruce Wayne. And I think my like favorite shot of the trailer is when he's looking at the Batman suit yeah and you have like some narration that's really cool i wish i could remember the lines we just listened to it but um it almost looks like a kubrick movie there for like a half Mm -hmm. a second yeah Um, you know and i like that and i think that's cool and um you know even even the scene that we were talking about and being kind of critical of of batman potentially meeting superman also to me looked really cool the batman suit that he's wearing the armor looks cool uh funny enough he's got glowing eyes uh it wasn't superman in this one but hey you kind of predicted something like that yeah um but um, you know, we talked. We mentioned it. We did a little impression off a little earlier of the, uh, you know, do you bleed line. Mm-hmm. Um, you were saying that you you don't think that that is inappropriate. I mean, looking at the Batman character over the years, it just doesn't seem like you were saying it just doesn't seem like something that Batman would yeah. actually say. Again, and this is going back to Snyder, and and you know, like I feel like he didn't he didn't he didn't get the essence of Superman in Man of Steel, and. You know, I honestly felt that the way Snyder directs movies, like Batman would kind of be more up his alley. But yet, somehow, even with Batman, you have this line at the end where he's kind of taunting Superman in a way. Yeah. And I just feel that's so out of character for, for Batman. And you and I looked at IMDb uh, off the air, <laughs> and we're yeah. just we're doing crazy Batman impressions. But reading through some of the dialogue that Batman says in the Christopher Nolan films... And you, you brought up something really, really great, which was even though he says like occasionally like something that's a little trash talky, it's always it's always framed within the reference of justice. And he's he's constantly seeking, you know, retribution for for things that have gone awry or for people that have been hurt or mistreated in some way. Yeah. And, and I just don't get that feeling with this line at the end of this trailer. It just seems like he's angry and he's like, it's almost like he's, there's these two kids in the schoolyard going, nah, 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 nah. like, <laughs> I just, I just felt it wasn't in the correct tone of the character. Yeah, no, I, I, uh, I, I at first didn't see that, but, um, but once you once you start explaining to me, yeah, you're, you're right. Um, you know, Batman is a kind of brooding character just naturally, um, and just is kind of low key and doesn't say a whole lot. Uh, but when he does say stuff, you you see that the guy is very much um, very much interested in in just justice and helping people out and and being a good guy. You know, they're mostly just kind of like generic good guy lines of, you know, trying to, to do right by mm-hmm. someone or, or, you know, just Im- improve the world. He's somewhat idealistic, even though he's seems like the kind of guy who's just totally down on everything. Um, and here it just seems like he's a guy who's almost relishing the fact that he's going to inflict harm on someone, um, which is, yeah, I think you're right. I mean, you, you bring up a really good point. I didn't think about that, but it does seem a little bit, a little bit weird for his character to say that. I mean, and everything's about context, right? So we don't know. Maybe Superman accidentally caused the death of like, you know, Alfred or something. I'm sure that's not what they're going to do. Yeah, that's true. I mean, in the end, this is a trailer, right? So it's like, you don't really know. It's hard to judge a trailer. It's like, being critical of like I don't know the summary of a book yeah you know, instead of just the Reading whole book, book. but that's but, but also they're very deliberative about what they put in trailers so 
Yeah. Um, you know, we can only judge with what we've what we've seen. And I, I don't know. Like I said, I'm still going to see it. Still, you know, excited that it's coming out. I, I'm just, uh, you know, a little suspect as to what event what eventually is going to happen with the film. I, you know, I'm I'm I guess I'm kind of in the middle. Um, I thought I thought it looked really cool. I feel like the Batman look, especially Zach, mm-hmm. uh, really got it down. Um, and I'm 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 not so uh, worried about the fact that it's not going to be, um, you know, in keeping with with the comic book storyline. Yeah. Um, you know, I, I don't know. I, I like when movies kind of do something a little different, something we haven't seen before. Yeah. And in the end, it's like, okay, yeah, we know that that in the comics, Batman and Superman were friends at first, but you know, how about we we just look at this as okay. Instead of that, how about when they meet each other, they're enemies, you know? It's like, okay, let's try something different here, and let's see what see what happens when, when it's that kind of a dynamic at first. And you can tell the story both ways. So That's um, true. I have, I have two final quick points about this. Um, one, I you know, I actually watched Captain America First Avenger, the first Captain America last night. And, you know, they introduced Steve and Bucky in that film and their right. friendship. And then you see Captain America Winter Soldier – where Bucky is now the villain mm-hmm. and and their whole relate like that whole relate is so well done. Yeah. Um, right. That that's the perfect way to do it. Um I it just it doesn't seem like that's the direction that DC's going to go in unfortunately. But I mean that pays off really well. A lot of what makes Captain America Winter Soldier so good is that you've established that Bucky and Steve were best friends even when Steve was like a little weakling uh getting beat up in the alley like you know, Bucky saved him. And, and so you have that whole flipping of that dynamic by Winter Soldier. And it's just, that's what makes those characters so rich within the cinematic universe that they live in. Um, right. But my, my is my last thing about this trailer. No matter what you think about this trailer, it's not Batman and Robin. It's not Batman forever. <laughs> right. So, you know, maybe we, we shouldn't be so hard because, you know, there's definitely worse. It definitely could be worse. So, uh, you know, again, looking forward to it, just a little yeah. cautiously. Well, and, you know, thank Christopher Nolan for that because he really did create um, the – I mean, he didn't – you know, I guess he wasn't the first – you know, he's not the first guy to do the Batman in, in that kind of a way, but, uh, but the universe that he created is really the one that DC has used now to kind of tell their future stories. Right, it's like and, the template. Um, Right, so at least we know that the Batman character, they're probably going to get right, uh, at least as close to right as you can get, uh, and not completely wrong like Joel Schumacher's version. Right. Um, so real qu- and actually, I know this is the last thing. Actually, this this has to do with the trailer, but I'm not going to talk about the trailer. I'm going to talk about what, what I experienced uh, this week, in fact. On right. Monday, uh, due to a friend of mine, I was lucky enough to get an advanced screening pass to go to the IMAX movie theaters, and and see the trailer in IMAX. Now that's a bit much. Usually with these free passes, you get to see like the movie right, um, right. a week in advance. Um, but I went. I was you know with friends. I only you know was in line for about two hours, give or take. And I was just talking with my friends, so it, it was a fun time. I had I had those two hours to kill anyway, and you know got to talk with my friends to pass the time. However, there were people that got to that theater. Now, keep in mind, the, the trailer is like, what, two minutes, two and a half minutes long? <laughs> right. And that's all you're going to see, right? But there were people in line to see that trailer at 
two in the afternoon. Oh my god! The screening is... was at seven. So, you know, That's I made really the, sad, I, man. I made the joke when we got in the theater, and it was full. It was sold out. Uh, I go, what does this say about us as a society? <laughs> and I'm here, so I'm judging myself as well. But what does it say about us as a society that we have 300 people that like had nothing better to do than wait in line for a three-minute trailer? In the um, middle of the day. In the middle of the day. Yeah. <laughs> on a Monday. Um, it was still, you know, it was fun. It was cool. Zach, Zach Snyder came out on the screen, kind of introduced himself in the film. They showed the trailer, right? Now, the one cool thing is, uh, well, two cool things, actually. Uh, they showed the trailer that we just played for you guys, uh, the audio right now on this podcast. And it's the one that you can see all over the Internet. But for the people that went to these specific screenings, they added on an extra five seconds at the very end. And what it is, oh, is a close up of Superman, like in an angry face, like, ah. And then a close-up of Batman in an angry face. And then it cuts to a wide panoramic shot of them running towards each other super fast and going into I'm about to punch you pose. And then it ends. So it was really cool. And Zack Snyder said, like, no one is going to see that footage until the movie comes out. It's not going to be part of any trailers or anything like that from now until when the movie comes out. So that everyone got pretty excited about that. The other thing is they gave us um, free movie tickets to see the film a week before it comes out next year. That's cool. So, so that was really cool, too. Um, I got to meet some new people, made some more nerd friends uh, to add to my giant group of nerd friends. And uh, saw some other nerd friends that I didn't think were going to be there, and they were there. So that's just how it rolls. It was cool. But, yeah, I don't know. I don't know if we really should be supporting these kind of things, like these <laughs> these wait multiple hours in line to see a three-minute trailer. Just not sure if that's the direction we need to go in. Yeah, so that's uh, just doing the quick math. That is, for every hour that those nerds were standing out there, that was 30 seconds of <laughs> Well, they trailer? showed the trailer twice. They Zack Snyder came out. They showed the trailer. Oh, okay. Zack Snyder came out and said, hey, look for these things, and then they showed it again. So they showed it twice, but... Still, yeah, it was... <laughs> Do you remember some of the things he, he mentioned? Like, some of the things to look out for? Well, yeah, he was talking about how um, a lot of the scenes, a lot of the film, in fact, was shot using native IMAX cameras. So, oh, okay. so um, pretty much every fight scene that Superman and Batman are going to be in is was shot in native IMAX. And um, so, that, I mean, that's pretty cool. Um, yeah. And then just, uh, you know... Just a couple of other, like, little things, like, you know, look at Batman's suit and, you know, da da da. Look at the Batmobile here. Kind of thing. Thanks, Zach. Hey, yeah. so when they show Batman's face, like, all angry there at the end, is he wearing just the traditional Batman suit? Or is no, he wearing he's wearing armor? the armor. The ar- it's, it's from that scene. It's from the armor scene. Cool. But yeah, all right. Well, cool. I'm sure that was very much worth your time. <laughs> Like I said, I had a couple hours to kill. And a couple <laughs> but, okay, completely switching gears. Um, if there is one critique about this amazing podcast that we do uh, for yeah. you guys, it's that uh, occasionally people have said, hey, you guys don't cover enough of the actual comic book news that happens. Uh, and, and we will. Uh, it's just there's a lot of movie stuff going on right now. Um, but there was a really big 
story that just broke yesterday, and in fact, the comic came out today. Uh, we're recording this on a Wednesday, which is comic book day, as any nerd yeah. comic nerd worth their salt would know. Um, but all new X Men number forty, which is the last issue penned by Brian Michael Bendis, who I've said before is one of my favorite all time comic book writers. Uh, it's his last issue, and in that issue, it's revealed that Iceman, not Val Kilmer, not Top Gun, Iceman, <laughs> Bobby Drake. I After what I say, what I'm about to say, you'll understand why I'm making the distinction. But Iceman, Bobby Drake, is revealed to be gay. Wow. And, uh, wow, 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 wow. And now, that's not as shocking of a thing as it would have been. 10, 20 years ago, uh, especially over the last couple of years, there's been a lot of um, progression in sort of societal views about the LBG, LBGT, uh, you know, group of people. Mm-hmm. Um, but I actually read an interview with Bendis, and what he said was that the reason he felt this was appropriate um, is that Originally, when the X-Men were created, Stan Lee wanted something to be like an allegory or a metaphor for racism in America and what it was to be black and to be hated just because you were a particular skin color. Um, Now, obviously, with recent events with like police and whatnot, the whole minority issue has not gone away. But you could definitely argue with the civil rights movement of the 60s. And the more recent kind of uh, social progression movement within the last 10 years or so, that that race relations have improved. Obviously, they're not where we probably should be as a country. And yes, I'm going on a soapbox, but but they have improved for sure. And what's sort of taken the place of of race relation type hot button stuff is, is sort of gender relation. So, you know, lesbians, gays, transgender people, um you know, pansexuals, asexuals, all of that stuff. Um, they're kind of sort of taking over the reins of the, you know, I don't know if persecuted for who they are is, I wouldn't say that's too strong of a phrase, but maybe that's not the phrase I'd want to use, but they've definitely sort of taken that mantle in a way. And so what Brian Michael Bendis was saying is that he felt that this was the most appropriate way to reflect what mutants are as they were originally intended to be within the Marvel universe, how you could best reflect that within current society standards. Does that make sense? Hmm. Yeah, no, it does make sense. So you have any thoughts on that? I haven't read the comic yet. It just came out this morning. I haven't been able to get anywhere to go get it. It's probably sold out, but yeah, well, I mean, I guess it's what makes this cool is that there, it's not like this is the first, um, gay or um, homosexual character or comic book character. Yeah, not by a long shot. Not by a long shot, but I guess it's probably the most most famous, right? Or like the biggest character. Uh, I would say, yeah. I mean, Iceman is one of the core members of X-Men, which were created in the six, early 60s. Pardon me. Right, and, and one like of the, one of the most popular series that Marvel's ever created. Maybe the most popular, right? Yeah. Um, I, I think it's great. Um, you know, I... It's, 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 it's always kind of like, I, I, like, I just never understand the thought process behind this stuff. It's like, 
do they have meetings where they're like, all right, we want to make one of these guys, we're going to turn one of these guys, or have one of them come out of the closet, like, who should it be? Like, I'd love to hear, like, what the argument is. Like, why <laughs> Like why Iceman? Like, why do they pick Iceman? That was, I don't know. Yeah, it's uh, gonna, I honestly thought it was going to be not Beast. A I thought it was going to be Beast. Uh, really? What yeah. made you think that? I don't know. Like, he's just very intellectual, and there's something about, like, the way he's distraught with kind of humanity constantly um, because he sees yeah. all the kind of um, debased or basic people in 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 America and he's just like shaking his head all the time. Like, Oh, this sucks. And right. I don't know. I just felt like that character maybe would lend itself more to that, but I am kind of curious to see like, if this, if this is going to translate into like the movie, um, world. Oh now. yeah. Um, because I mean, most of the comic, most of the, the, the gay comic book characters that have, you know, that have come out are not characters that are in any movies, at least that I can think of. Um, which is kind of I, funny because, you know, uh, yeah. professor X and Magneto, <laughs> <laughs> the actors that play them are, are gay. That's true. I mean, uh, they have broken that barrier. Uh, yeah. But um, but yeah, I mean, it would be interesting because Iceman, Iceman is definitely still part of the X-Men universe, right? I mean, mm -hmm. he oh, hasn't gone anywhere. So yep. um, I, I am kind of curious. Like, does that mean that he'll be coming out in the movie universe? I don't know. I, I hope so. It would be great. I mean, I think there's definitely a need for that. Um, and that, you know, that's kind of like the next the next area to kind of break uh break some ground um in in the actual movie uh right we have industry, have we but... seen a gay or, or lesbian uh character in the films I... yet uh, oh to... just just a character in general not even a superhero well no a superhero character in the films. oh i not that i can think of yeah that's a good point i wonder who that's gonna end up being like it has to happen at some point uh, that's a good point. Maybe maybe it'll be Iceman. Um, you know, Marvel Marvel has made uh, Marvel editorial has made a big push over the last year or so to really try to reflect progressive attitudes in their comics. Uh, recently, they made Thor a female character. Is Thor now? Oh, that's right. Um, yeah. Captain America is is Falcon, who used to be Falcon, is now Captain America. So you've got a uh, black guy as Captain America, and he's mm -hmm. he's Captain America. They don't call him Falcon anymore. Um, you've got um, Kamala Khan, who is, uh, I believe, of Arabian descent, uh, and she's Miss Marvel. Um, so you've got more ethnicity uh, or more ethnic diversity within their roster. Yeah, sure. Um, so it's just, you know, kudos to Marvel. DC is also doing um, similar things with some of their characters. Um, but, but you I know feel what I like, was reading? Yeah. By the way, we, we may, the, the movie that we may have to, like, thank for, for seeing more diversity in casts is, strangely enough, Fast and the Furious. Right. Because it has been one of the most profitable series in movie history. And it has, to its credit, one of the most diverse casts. Um, most, most definitely. Um, yeah. And I think that helps that film globally as well, especially to right to draw in audience. And that thing just hit over a billion dollars, I believe. Oh yeah, uh, which by the way, more money every time. Yeah, I, that movie. I saw it with my mom. My mom loves those films. It was really enjoyable. I think we've talked about this before. Uh, yeah, four, five, six, and seven all really enjoyable films like legitimately right. enjoyable I'm not saying they're like 
Masters of the Craft or anything, (laughs) but just like a popcorn film, you just want to have fun for a couple hours. Yeah. Those are the films, four, five, and six, seven, four, five, six, seven. Great stuff. Um, Um, So I was actually thinking about, uh, while you were talking about gay, if we have seen gay characters in in comic movies before, mm -hmm. and uh, um, I was thinking that... um, that we, that we have and it was uh peter parker in spider-man 3 uh when he was dancing um on that one scene i <laughs> okay i mean maybe a little bike curious uh, i'll give you that if he, he came out of the closet right after that i mean nobody would have been nobody would have questioned okay, it. yeah nobody i mean that was like an episode that was like an episode of glee all of a sudden it really was i don't know what they were doing i don't i don't know i don't man. know I you were so in denial that I remember you telling me that that was your favorite scene. Ah, uh, yeah, I don't know. I, I you were was, such a sad person back then. Oh, well, I was just, I was in shock, okay? And I was just, didn't, <laughs> I didn't know how to deal with it. But, anyway. uh, so, but that's cool. And I'm actually curious to see what they do with the Iceman character now. I mean, it, 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 it draws a lot of attention as to, like, what direction are they going to go in? And it, it, it generates interest in that character. So that's cool. Um, yeah, I mean that's the other thing is like I feel like whenever you make a big change like this, it it, it like instantly makes the character more interesting. Um, so right. anyway, it's also just uh, a smart move I think from from a, uh, even like a business perspective. Oh, definitely, definitely. Um, all right, so one thing that we we talked about last podcast, and I'm not gonna lie, I'm just gonna flat. I have not had a chance to see any more of Daredevil. I've only seen the first three still. I will watch one later today. Yeah, um, it's kind of crazy. Like I keep wanting to watch more, and I just have not been able to find time. It, you, it doesn't help. I mean, it doesn't help that they're an hour long. I actually like the fact that they're an hour long, so I'm not complaining. Yeah. But it's just hard to fit that in sometimes when, like, especially since I'm married and like my wife is not going to want to watch Daredevil. So it's like I have to find time. Get to her out of there! Oh, wow. <laughs> are you suggesting I divorce my wife? Yeah, no. I think if you put that on the internet, though. That would be the reaction. People would be like, "Oh, time to find a new girlfriend. Time to right, find right. a new wife." Or like, make her watch it. Yeah. You know, or like, get your own TV. But that's that's the thing. It's like I, you know, I think relationships are all about compromises. And, and like, I don't want to, you know. Okay. I'm not gonna be. Hey, you got to watch this show, or like, you know, leave the room while I watch this. I'm gonna try and find something that we can both enjoy. And then on my own time, watch the show. That's yeah. just how I. That's, that's just how I roll. That's, I feel that I, that that look, helps the relationship, and I find I, I enjoy it more. No, way. yeah, and every so. relationship is different, and the dynamic of the relationships are always different. If that's what's comfortable for you and your wife, more power to you. Whatever works. Um, but all the guys say about that is, look, man, we're the podcast of take, 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 takes. Then right. you need to take, 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 take in that relationship. Oh, I thank you. I appreciate that. So basically, just uh, almost be the, I don't know, like the alpha male, be more of an alpha yeah, male be in like, this relationship. Be like, this used to be a give and take. Now it's just right. a take and take. Yeah. Both oh, takes you wanted, on my side. Yeah. You wanted to watch House of Cards tonight? Oh, really? Fuck no. <laughs> you know, and then I'll just put in Daredevil. Just put in Daredevil. But I, I, you know what, though? I find that. I think I might be able to, to get her to watch the show. And generally with comic book movies and TV shows, the best way to accomplish this with a reluctant female is just to draw attention to how good looking the male superhero Charlie is. Charlie Cox. Yeah. Yeah. And it, it works pretty much with any superhero movie. Um, so I tried to do that and she was like, Oh yeah. Yeah. Opening the, the door a little bit. Yeah. That's yeah. It. So uh, that might be, 
that might be uh, the gateway drug. So yeah, um, that's cool. Well, might, that's a good I don't show. Know. I'll, Either I'll way, I'll, I'll see. But you know, I do want to mention uh, we talked about the fight scene at the end of episode yeah. two on the last podcast, and I actually watched it now. Fuck, that was good. It was yeah. such a good fight scene. Yeah. Uh, I went back and watched it again because uh, it's just I don't, I don't know if I've really seen a fight scene like that before. It it looks so realistic. Yeah. I mean, it wasn't just the way that they were kind of striking each other or fighting, but the way that they would then react from you know taking a punch or taking a kick. Um, the way that Daredevil looked like he was physically exhausted while he was going through it, right? Like you could see, you could see the impact of what was happening, and I, I, I think that that's almost more interesting than just the fight scenes. Because we've all seen like fight scenes done over and over again, but the show, like the 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 result, you know, or in other the words, real see world, someone, uh, yeah, uh, right. Ramifications of of what fighting someone would be like, yeah. Right. In in wrestling, it's called selling, right? So it's right. like in wrestling, you want to make the fight look as realistic as possible. So you have to sell the other person's punch or the other other person's kick as if it's really hurting you, legitimately hurting you. And they did such a good job with that in this scene, where it just looked like a real fight, and mm-hmm. um, really, and in, in a way, it kind of made Daredevil more human and like more relatable because it was like you could see that he's feeling pain and he's still fighting through it. And makes him even more heroic. Yeah, in a way, and it was cause... it was kind of slow and messy, which would would which is how a fight like that would really happen. I mean, like exactly, not everything exactly. is crisp and clean, and you exactly, know, like, yeah, people trip I... on each other and stuff. And yeah, it's is and just incredibly choreographed. I mean, I I loved it from mm-hmm. beginning to end. Um, I you know I had my issues with that with that episode as a whole, but man. What a great ending and an awesome payoff, payoff yeah. uh, for you guys who still haven't gotten there. Uh, but hopefully by the next podcast, uh, we'll have seen some more episodes. I'm planning on watching probably a couple today. Um, you got to at least so. get three in. Three is, is also really, really good. Yeah, and- I plan on it. Uh, so uh, we'll hopefully have some more to say about Daredevil. But it's kind of cool that we're watching it at our own pace because we'll have some stuff to say almost every week uh, for mm-hmm. a little while now. Um, but yeah, dude, great. I'm I'm really enjoying it so far. Well, I think it's a, I think it's a great show. Um, oh, we're right. about to wrap this up, but I I wanted to bring something up that you brought up off the air, which I thought was hilarious. And speaking to episode two, so spoilers if you haven't seen it. Um, but there's a there's a scene where he's holed up in an apartment, kind of hiding, and not right. really wanting to hide, but he has no choice. And he's able to tell that somebody. Is, who's looking for him is in the building based on his cologne and and keep in mind this guy you know daredevil met murdoch is like what like on the eighth floor of this apartment building yeah i don't think do they ever say i don't know he's he's on a different floor he's definitely on a different guy, floor though. probably yeah. several floors up this he right. goes he like stops for a second and kind of like does like a yeah does a little sniff and he's like he's here <laughs> and like the guy just entered the building Right. So, you know, and you asked me this, you go, that, wait a minute, are, are Daredevil's senses that heightened in the comic book to where yeah, he could, it seemed ridiculous to me? Yeah, he could right. smell a dude entering a building from several stories down. Also, before you keep going, he, all he does is smell the fact that he has cologne on and that he's like, you can, he can smell cigarettes on him. Yeah. And like, that was enough to deduce that this is the guy who's looking for him. Yeah. Which also was kind of a jump. But anyway. Uh, but, yeah. uh, <laughs> well, to answer that question, uh, from my experience with Daredevil, the comics that I've read, I, I haven't ever seen anything that advanced with his heightened senses in terms of his smell, at least, his olfactory system. 
but you know, I mean, they're they're free to take liberties with this Netflix show. I mean, they can do whatever they want. I just, but you're right. That's like that's kind of crazy. And and <laughs> I'll let you go. It brings up another point about his senses, and and I'll go ahead and let you bring it up since you're the one that <laughs> thought of it. But it's hilarious. Well, I was just thinking about like, what if you actually had that ability? Because I mean, they in in the show, you know, they they kind of try to establish that Daredevil is you know, blinded at, at an early age. So he has heightened senses. He like, you know, he can, he has heightened smell and uh, hearing, maybe taste. I don't know. We haven't got to. Yeah, it's not, <laughs> it, it's not, it's not just because he's blind. He has heightened senses. It's that, 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 um, that ooze stuff, the, the toxic. Yeah, right. It, right, right. It, it, it was... changed his biochemistry so that, yeah. Yeah, no, you're totally right. It's just, but it's also like a real thing, right? Where like real yeah. blind people also have heightened senses, mm-hmm. um, but not to this degree. But right. when I when I started thinking about like if he can smell someone like five floors below him, he could smell the cologne the guy's wearing and that he smelled cigarettes. Like, does that mean that he can just smell everything? Like, he can, can he basically get a, a smell? It must just be like just just a combination of just nauseating smells that he's getting because he's got to be smelling. The entire apartment building at that point. Yeah, like any. Like, there's, there's got to be someone taking a shit. Anytime some someone point, takes right? a deuce, and he's just like, oh, <laughs> like. Just, yeah, I feel like he he should almost wear like a nose guard or something, like to like just just back, you know back it off a little bit, or like maybe you know like a like what they wear in like uh you know cities that have heavy pollution, like one of those like uh, nurse masks or yeah. doctor masks. Yeah, that's little... Because it's insane. Right. Like he must just be completely nauseated all the time. And I was thinking like, what would be the worst place for Daredevil to be? And I came up with a music festival. Yes. Yeah. Oh God. There's music being played all the time and there's, you know, people being loud and doing shit. So like, you know, just from like an audio sense, that's gotta be fucking annoying as hell, especially if it's like, Mumford and Sons or some shit. And then, like, (laughs) and then on top of that, it's also an area where, like, people are just out there for hours. There's a lot of body odor. There's, like, you know, you got, like, the porta potties not too far away, which are just disgusting, even just for, like, a regular person's smell. Yeah. Like, that was, like, I don't, I, I actually thought that if you left them there long enough, it would almost be like Superman with kryptonite. Like, he would just kind of, like, wither and wouldn't be able to move yeah and he may he may just die yeah like i think a music festival (laughs) would kill him like austin city limits i think he might die at acl yeah you know what they should do is either in the tv show or the comic is have bullseye like go to acl and just be like (laughs) i'm holding all these people hostage and so like of course daredevil's like shit there's a lot of people there i need to stop him and then as soon as he gets there, he's just like, oh. Yep. <laughs> and then Bullseye is like the lead singer to like the Strokes all of a sudden. And he's like actually playing the music. Oh, no. What if he like was the would... lead singer to the new version of Nickelback? <laughs> yes. That's, yeah. That would be perfect. That, how great of a storyline would that be? He just starts fronting a band. It's just like, and he's like, Coca-Cola he's the... roller coaster. <laughs> And he starts changing the lyrics, yeah. talking about Daredevil dying. I mean, he like he like starts taunting him about his dad. Like, I don't know. It, there's just a lot there, a lot of potential. 
That's yeah, yeah. I don't. That's a good point. I don't know. I don't. Maybe they'll address that in a later episode or uh, even. Oh, the other thing is they actually just released this news this morning as well. Uh, Netflix has officially uh, signed on for a season two of Daredevil. So awesome. That that'll be good to look forward to. I know once I get to the end of this season, I'm going to be sad that there's no more to watch. Uh, but now we have next year to look forward to with that. Now we have next year, man. All right. Uh. Well. Okay last very last thing yeah um so something that had to do with avengers age of ultron which we're super getting excited about that's that's already happening next week next weekend and sneak previews i think are going to be on thursday um there was an ending uh that was leaked onto the internet that looked like it was the post-credit scene for avengers age of ultron Right. Um, it's it's super grainy. It's got subtitles in a different language. It's the the camera angle is a Jace. Uh, <laughs> it's it's at an it's at a you know what I mean. It's no, I don't actually. It's not a not a Jace, but it's um. What's the word I'm looking for? It's a skew. Like it's a oh it's yeah, not, yeah It's not spot on the camera angle. You're t- oh, you're talking about the person filming it from the theater perspective, from like sitting in the seat. Yes, the correct. Theater. Yeah, right. And and it's kind of blurry. Um, and and this would normally be a spoiler, but it's actually been determined that this is this is not legitimate. It's a fake, right? But yeah. but it is. It shows the perspective of the audience looking out of a window, like a business window, like a high rise building, and you can see the Avengers Tower in the distance. And it's a guy like cleaning the windows. He's like wipe, 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 and then the the windows are really like covered in in gook or whatever, and as he's wiping. Behind him on another building, you see Spider-Man. Right. It's just him, and he goes, hey, yeah, you. And the guy turns around. He has, like, headphones on. He's like, you missed this spot. And then the guy, like, starts wiping. He's like, no, you're left. And he mm-hmm. keeps wiping on the wrong side. He's like, ah, forget it. <laughs> and then it <laughs> and ends. looks really disappointed. Yeah. It and like... it's also, there's Spanish subtitles for some reason. Uh Yeah. And um, it, I guess it was filmed in some Latin American country. But. Or it was showing, yeah, it was showing in some yeah, foreign right. country, and and that's it, and that's how it ends. And and I was like, oh man, like that was really cool. Like that would have been, it's not grand, it's not like this big moment, you yeah. know, in the film. But that was like perfectly well done in terms of the humor of the character. And I think would have been, in essence, the best way to introduce him in terms of nailing the essence of what Spider-Man is. Yeah. And I, you know, since that came out, Joss Whedon has said that it's a fake, but mm-hmm. um, I, I'm, I'm really not convinced. I think it might it, be real. I think it might be a swerve. It might either be a swerve or I, I, I don't know, man. I'm, I'm not really sure what the story is, but I think there's more to it because... I don't. Know, I think generally you can tell when when a video is a fake, you know, like because, yeah, I mean people, people out there are really talented and there's they, they can do a lot with the technology available to make something look real. Another but, shout out to Bat in the Sun, man. Those, there you those go. guys do a great job. But this this to me didn't look like just something somebody could do in their basement. Like it looked like like it was actually legitimately done. And it's yeah, the footage is grainy, which is. Um, you know, it could lead you to believe that it was made up, but still, I don't know, man. To me, it looked, it not only looked good, um, you know, as you know, I guess if you squint your eyes, but it totally seemed like the kind of 
post-credit sequence sequence that Joss Whedon would write. You know what I mean? Like it yeah. even seemed perfect in tone. It seems so good that I'm starting to believe that it might be real. Yeah, I was. Or really, maybe maybe yeah. it was like a deleted thing. Maybe, but I don't know. Possibly. I don't know why that would ever be shown in a theater. There's also a lack of audience reaction, which is unsettling. I don't really understand that, unless it's like one person watching it in a giant theater, which makes no sense. Right. But like a big Spider-Man reveal, you think you'd get a couple of <clears throat> audible gasps or like even some cheers. Yeah, I would imagine the nothing. whole the whole place would erupt. I mean, obviously. Yeah. I mean, if if I was watching it up here in Boston, like I mean, that happened when I went to go see. I think it was, uh, yeah, it was Avengers. Like, people would were, like, fucking squealing when shit was happening in that movie. So, uh, I don't know, man. To me, it looks so real. I- I'm curious to That's hear what true. people what people think. Uh, but I, I, actually, I actually think it might be real. Or if it's not real, like, maybe it was a deleted thing. Or maybe it's real and, like, Mar- you know, Avengers are now going to take that out. I-, I don't know, dude. Yeah, it's a, it's a, it, it opens a wealth of questions. I I was fighting with it myself because when I when I heard about it, it wasn't revealed whether it was fake or not, and I was like, nope, I'm not gonna watch it. I'm not gonna watch it. Right. And then and then I saw the Just Ween thing where he says it's fake, and I was like, okay, I guess I can watch it now. And then I watched it, and I was like, oh, I don't know, that seems so real. Like I don't, oh, I don't know, but I still like I I don't know. Either way. I mean, if that ends up being the scene, I won't be disappointed that I that I already watched it because I think it'll still be really great to see in a, in a theater, you know, with a full audience. Wouldn't it um, be amazing if? Because I'm trying to think of like how movie studios can. Um. You know what? Now that I think of it, this probably wouldn't make any sense. But I, I guess in what what I'm trying to say is like, what if movie studios started putting these out almost like. Like they filmed it themselves, you know. And they like put it out oh, on YouTube, right? Like to swerve people, you know what I mean? Yeah. Um, like in other words, they can't stop stuff from leaking, but maybe they can get they can create stuff their out own there, leaks. Yeah. Create their own leaks to like just get people thinking or like questioning leaks in general. I don't I know. Would not put them past put that past them, especially with Marvel, because they they're very clever. <laughs> it would so. it would kind of explain why there's no audience reaction, because maybe it's just like one guy in a in like a movie theater doing it. Yeah. Anyway, I'm interested to hear what other people have to say about we'll it. We'll know uh, next week. Yeah, I guess so. All right, man. Well, we've we've been blabbling on here for quite a while. Yep. Um, but uh, we'll be back next week. Uh, probably some more Daredevil talk. I'm sure some kind of world-shattering trailer is about to drop in like, the next five <laughs> in minutes. In the next five minutes. Uh, was yeah. there anything else you wanted to cover? Any other uh, comic? No, I think we're or... good. Yeah. Um, no, I think we're good, man. Okay. I mean, I was going to make a, a, a huge, huge announcement about Valiant Comics, but you know what? You just have yeah. to wait till next week. Uh, oh, God. Yeah. <laughs> so look forward All to right, that guys. or don't. <laughs> <laughs> but, uh, All right, guys. yeah, everyone, thanks for listening. And again, uh, please feel free to comment on what you think about the Spidey uh, trailer reveal, uh, the ending. And then also, who would you like to see in a Star Wars Marvel Cinematic Universe crossover? Uh, please you know, feel free to share your thoughts. And uh, until then, everyone, stay super. Oh, and vote for me for best impression. Thank you. And vote for Egg for best impression. All right, guys. Have a good one. Take care. <laughs>